Atlanta Podcast. I am Shannon James, your president and CEO. want to thank you all for joining us today. And we have a great, great interview set up for you today. All right. We have none other. My good friend, my economic development partner in crime. Uh, I tell you, one of the most impeccable dressers uh, this side of the Aerotropolis. None other than the great Artie Jones. Artie, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shannon. Oh, man, listen, I'm glad you're here, my friend. Uh, I tell you, Artie, everywhere I'm going, uh, whether it's domestic or abroad, people hear and know about College Park, man. That says a lot about what you're doing over here, my friend. You guys are doing some great work. Yeah, we're trying to put College Park on the map. You know, there's a lot of good things going on, and um, I'm just happy that I can be a part of it. Oh, man, you're more than a part of it. You're like the driving tool between yourself, uh, Mayor Jack Longineau. Mayor Longineau, great shout-out to you, uh, as we've got your great uh, person here in the, in the uh, podcast leading the way and also the council of College Park and uh, the great city manager, uh, Terrence. I know Terrence is watching, so uh, you've got a great team over there uh, in College Park, and we're just excited about all the activity that's happening and so what I'd love to do, AJ, is just transition so our listeners can understand all the great things that are happening in the Aerotropolis, but more importantly, in the great city of College Park. And, uh, and one of the projects you and I have talked about, and I think the people are seeing it, maybe even feeling the road pains as they drive down Godby Road. Uh, it makes me think about some old music I used to hear about Godby Road. Uh, but now that I hear that some actual true activity on Godby Road, can you maybe educate our listeners about what's really happening over there? Because I see all the cones, uh, I see all the traffic, uh, but maybe a deep dive into the activity. Kind of talk to us about what's happening on Godby Road. Okay. Well, Godby Road is the home to uh, probably in the neighborhood of somewhere between 1,800 apartment units. Mm. And these apartment units at one time were thriving. Uh, they had airline stewardess, pilots, um, educators, a, a number of professionals stayed in these apartments. But over the years, they became, you know, older, mm. um, more dilapidated. Mm. And throughout the years, you know, with little to no maintenance to these apartments, mm -hmm. they began to fall down. Yeah. And of course, rents fell. Yeah. And then also, you know, sometimes you don't get the best tenants over there. So yep. there's been some issues over there uh, for some time. One thing about developing Old National Highway and Godby Road mm -hmm. For me to be able to go out and get someone that's going to invest $100, $200, 300000000 million in the development over there, hmm. first and foremost, I have to stabilize the area. That's right. One thing about redeveloping Old National Road in Godby mm -hmm. is that we had to put a lot of investment into that area. And I'm not talking about just investment into the commercial side, but also mm. the residential side, right. and the community development side. Mm -hmm. So in saying that... Um, Councilman Wyatt, along with the city council, they did some great things. They put a new fire department over there in that area. Mm. They've also put a new, uh, they're building a new police precinct over there. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. we've had investors that have purchased somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,800 apartment units over there. Ooh. And they have stripped them down. Nice. They are putting in ceramic tile, new roofs. Um, new windows, all new appliances, mm. and they've increased the rents by 30%, and people are lined up to move over nice. there in Godby Road. So what that has done is that has removed a lot of that criminal element that was mm -hmm. once over there and mm -hmm. those other ignoble impulses right. and also invited people back to live in the neighborhood that was free of crime. Mm. So that's what's going on over there now. 
another thing is that we have a huge redevelopment project over way over there where a lot of property is being acquired right now. Mm. Um, a lot of people remember the property 5025 Old National Highway. Mm-hmm. Used to be uh, an old Target, I believe, or a Ridgeway. Right. Well, that particular building has been purchased mm. by a developer, Excellent. and he's purchasing other properties in the area also. And what's going to happen is, is that he's going to level all of those older buildings, and he's going to come back with something big. Wow. A mixed-use development that would include Class A office. Nice. Residential. Nice. Um, a lot of retail, restaurants, mm. um, entertainment, all there on Godby Road and Old National. So, you know, uh, the days of, you know, the, the negative comments and the uh, the assumption of mm-hmm. crime mm-hmm. are going to go away. Mm. And we're going to have a, a great new development that all of the all the people of City of College Park will be proud of. Man, that is amazing. That is amazing. I mean, you can't talk Old National, Godby Road without talking uh, the great Councilman Tracy Wyatt. Uh, Councilman Wyatt, we appreciate you and all of your hard work. And uh, I've even hooped in uh, the Tracy Wyatt uh, Recreational Center. And uh, thank God I didn't get hurt. Uh, but I had a great time because my bones are getting older, Councilman Wyatt. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, when you talk about this stuff, uh, Artie, it sounds so with, with so much passion. Uh, kind of help us understand uh, how did you gravitate towards economic development? Like, you know, kind of help us understand how did you even get to this point? Because you know, to do what you guys are doing in College Park takes a takes passion and skill set, man. So how did you how did you even get to this point, my friend? Okay, well, earlier in my life, um, when I was about eight years old, mm. actually, my first stint with Local government, maybe community development, economic development was my dad. Oh, wow. He, he became the first black elected official in the in Camden County, Georgia. He became a black um, county commissioner. Wow. In a, That's uh, big. In a community that only has about 20 percent, you know, African-American. So wow. um, over the years, he continued to be reelected. He was uh, eventually elected as the chairman of the county commission. So wow. I had many years that I didn't know what was going on. I was there on my dad's coattail, just kind of. Standing around, you know, being a knucklehead kid, but yeah. I guess some of that stuff rubbed off on me. A lot of it, man. Yeah. So as I was graduating from um, my, with my bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. um, I did an internship, and I did an internship for the city of Brunswick. Mm. And um, in that internship, I worked for the city manager, and he let me, you know, I was, you know, basically taking on tasks here and there and kind of getting my feet wet. And mm. um, I really didn't know what I wanted to be. Right. But I was about to graduate. Like most of us during that time, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> after I finished this internship, I found that I really liked being in government mm-hmm. and also um, being involved in projects that were long term. Mm-hmm. And I like to be a part of the planning process and kind of mm-hmm. over the years seeing those things out. Wow. So uh, six months after I graduated with my undergraduate degree, the same city that I did an internship with, mm-hmm. uh, they called me up and they said, hey, you need to apply for this position here. And it happened to be uh, the director of community and economic development oh, wow. with the city of Brunswick. So uh, six months after I graduated, I had a decent job. I had a title. You know, you couldn't tell me anything, you know. Um, Money in the pocket and a title. Baby. Yeah. Yes, and sir. pretty much I've been doing that ever since. Wow. Wow, man. That is, you know, it's so shameless plug. Uh, I'm from Albany, Georgia. So when I hear Brunswick, South Georgia, I uh, love to give that plug to our South Georgia people out there. Uh, but also, I think, Artie, you've got some ties to Valdosta State, too, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, Valdosta State is actually where I graduated from. I started out at, a, at an HBCU, Savannah State College, mm-hmm, and then uh, mm-hmm. 
after being a knucklehead and basically flunking out of school almost, mm. um, when I decided to get back into school and get serious and That's when I right. was paying for it myself, <laughs> right. I went to Valdosta State University and you know the rest is history. I got my undergraduate degree there and also my my master's degree in public administration. That is that is phenomenal. Phenomenal story, uh, AJ, uh, especially for our listeners out there who, uh, like many of us, uh, we start down a path and then we redirect ourselves and we continue to move forward. Uh, and that's the key, right? And I love that about you, man. And uh, it speaks about your character. Uh, no question about it. But uh, another plug for the Blazers. Go Blazers. Uh, I'm also a VSU grad. Uh, so you can tell, Artie, like this is this is not, I didn't know this was in your blood. Uh, but to now hear it, that helps me understand your passion, right? And so part of that passion uh, has obviously allowed you to continue to maneuver and manage all this great activity uh, that's happening in the great city of College Park. Um Another project that I'd love to speak about, and I think it's a very much so a highlight uh, of a very great asset within the city of College Park is the Gateway Center. Uh, you've got the SkyTrain, you've got hotels. Kind of talk to us about the vision of that project. And I know there's a lot of activity going on right now at the Gateway Center. Uh, can you help our listeners understand uh, kind of how that project even came to be and now where it's going, kind of the future of the Gateway Center? Okay. Well, the Georgia International Convention Center, the Gateway Center, is um, actually our second convention center. Mm. Our first convention center was located over on Sullivan Road. Okay. Because of the expansion of the airport, the city mm. of Atlanta purchased that facility. And what the city of College Park did in turn was to take the money that they they made from the initial sale of the GICC, the Georgia International Convention Center, mm -hmm. and they reinvested it and built a new convention center, which oh, is smart. the convention center in College Park. Now, as far as the, the SkyTrain station there and mm -hmm. the SkyTrain, um, Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport always had plans of having a an airport and, a tat and having a SkyTrain to take passengers to a rental car facility. Uh. But they never had in the plan that there was going to be a stop in College Park. It was going to pass right by our convention center mm -hmm. and over to the, the, the SkyTrain. Hmm. Now, the, the SkyTrain station mm -hmm. is located in College Park. The rental car facility is in College Park, and also half of the airport airport is mm -hmm. in the city of College Park. So mm -hmm. we were able to broker, and we being mayor and council, mm -hmm. were able to broker a deal in 1999 that would have a SkyTrain station actually built in the city of College Park where customers would be able to get off at that particular station mm -hmm. and to stay at our hotels. Amazing. And also they'd be able to visit the convention center. Mm. So many years later, now we have the Marriott Gateway Hotel, wow. the Spring Hill Suites Hotel. Wow. Um, and of course, we have the the new arena at the Gateway Center. Mm, the new arena. Now, you know, I want to talk about that. Uh, but you know what? What I love to try to maybe help our listeners understand is uh, through the vision of the city of College Park uh, to now create the SkyTrain in partnership with Hartsfield Jackson, because uh, the Aerotropolis Atlanta Alliance uh, is very much so great partners with Hartsfield. And so to now hear the understanding of the thought process between the SkyTrain and now you just mentioned the new center that's coming up uh, that I'd love for our listeners to understand because I think there's a lot of excitement behind it. Uh, I'll never forget the groundbreaking uh, at the GICC and all the energy behind the new uh, opportunity to bring the Atlanta Hawks G League. So help our listeners Perfect transition. Uh, understand about the new Gateway Center uh, multi-use uh, arena that'll be able to house the new 
Hawks G League facility and uh, graduations, uh, other type of events. So I love for you to highlight that. Okay. Well, um, College Park was actually competing uh, for um, the project of building a um, the Hawks practice facility. Mm. We kind of uh, we arrived to the party late. Um, it had already been put out. Um, information had already been put out that they were looking for a a practice location, mm-hmm. and they talked to they, they had already talked to a number of other the cities and pretty much had made their mind up. But I wanted to go ahead and get in front of them and make that presentation. So we invited Steve Coonan and several of his executives from the Hawks over mm-hmm. to the Georgia International Convention Center. Mm-hmm. We put a good show on for them, a, a good presentation with all the department heads the city manager, the mayor. Mm. Um, and um, Steve Coon was so impressed that he said, um, well, you know, I don't think that this practice facility is going to be, um, you know, that you guys will get this practice facility in College Park. But I think I have an even better idea for you guys. Mm. Um, so about three weeks later, we received a call and we talked to Steve and, you know, his executives. And they told us about that they were going to be looking at acquiring a G League basketball team. Oh, wow. And that they they needed a home for their G League team. Now, there are probably 18 um, NBA teams right now that have G League teams mm-hmm. under their, their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, only one team has a, a G League team that's a, located in the same metropolitan area. Like you might have the, uh, um, the Orlando Heat. Right, and, right. But they may have a, a G League team in Wisconsin. I right. don't know, but right. it's somewhere else. Yeah. But the thing is, the great thing about having a G League team in the same metropolitan area is that if you have a player to get hurt on mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks, you know, on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then um, there's another game that's coming up the next week, mm-hmm. you can have someone from the G League team to actually step up and play ball for oh. the, the NBA. Wow. And vice versa, if someone on the Hawks, they get hurt, mm-hmm. but they're not able to come back to 100%. Right. They can play on the G League team until they get up to 100 percent and then they can be transitioned in. Wow. Also, whenever you have G League teams, you want the G League teams um, or your players, you want them to know the program mm-hmm. for your particular team. Very true. Right now. Uh, well, in years in the past, the Atlanta Hawks have had you know players all over the United States at various G League playing for various G League teams, learning different programs. Now the Hawks will have a team that will know the program, all the players know the program, mm. and they can quickly transition in and back and forth. So nice. we made the presentation. We were able to strike a deal with the Atlanta Hawks. And Man. as a result of that, now we're going to build this you know, 3,500-seat uh, basketball arena nice. that will also double as a concert venue for 5,000 people. And, you know, okay. of course, we'll have convocations there, mm-hmm. lots of different types of events. And the great thing about this facility is is that the, the, the chairs are retractable. Oh, nice. And they're designed in such a way that we can turn the room over a lot faster. It's unlike a lot it's of impressive. events that are at the Georgia National Convention Center. Right, right. Yes. Man, that is impressive. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I talked about uh, hooping in Councilman Wyatt's Recreational center, trying to stay healthy. So Steve Coonan, I still got a little bit, you know, in me, man. Uh, so I know the Hawks are coming. Uh, little plug. So maybe I'll try it when they get here. But you know, <laughs> I need to stretch and put all kinds of stuff on my body at this point. But that's good stuff, man. I mean, you know, a multi-use arena uh, that can only not only house the Hawks uh, but other types of opportunities. And to me, that screams jobs, right? Because now the city of College Park is not only 
uh, bringing the infrastructure and the projects, but you guys are bringing jobs. And uh, and I think that speaks volumes to our listeners, to the residents, uh, to the constituents that follow the leaders of the city of College Park, the council, the mayor, the managers. And, uh, and it makes me feel proud to be partners uh, with the city of College Park because you guys are just organically and strategically uh, bringing so much to the area uh, that it just is too exciting, man. I mean, it's just it just allows us to ooze with you know, uh, excitement and, and being proud of our area. And so we're just fortunate to have you, Artie, and your vision and, and your spirit of teamwork uh, to bring all of this activity to the market. And I know we've talked about several different projects and a lot of things that's a lot of things that are happening in the city of College Park. But I think one of the most exciting things that are happening in the city of College Park, and I know all of our listeners are waiting to hear about Airport City. Uh, I tell you, I'll never forget uh, when we were hosting Biz Now and we were talking through all of the opportunities that the uh, airport city can potentially bring to the market, to their Atropolis, uh, it was listed as uh, one of our top catalytic sites in our blueprint. I mean, this has been a very long strategic plan by the city. And so with the Aerotropolis concept and now that it's moving forward and green lighted uh, by our council, our great council and our mayors, and now this is an even bigger opportunity to bring even more jobs, even more economic impact. And so what I love to do is speak at a high level about what this project means for the city of College Park. We're, we're talking 320 acres of true development and opportunity that could really change generations um, for past our lifetime. So love to you to, for you. The, the visionary uh, to speak about the new airport city project and, you know, what it means for the area. As far as the airport city, uh, most of this property was once residential communities. Mm. Um, there was a neighborhood of about a thousand single family homes, 1500 mm. multifamily units in this area. Mm. There were smaller businesses like barber shops, mm. funeral home, you know, dry cleaners. But mm-hmm. this area was acquired by the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport because of the expansion of the airport. Right. So, and this happened between, you know, 1980 to 1995, these properties were purchased up. Wow. So these people left the community, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the city of College Park. At one time, our population was right at about 35,000. We were about the same size as our sister city, East Point. Mm. Our population in College Park dropped down to right at about 10,000 residents in College Park due to people moving out because of, you know, the acquisition of property because of the airport and the the flight path. Makes sense. So um, this property has been undeveloped for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in 1999, in addition to the city of College Park um, having an intergovernmental agreement with Hartsfield-Jackson to Mm -hmm actually build a SkyTrain station at the Gateway Center. We also asked them at that time if we would uh, be able to acquire all of that property back from the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So as a result of the execution of that intergovernmental agreement of 1999, College Park made several acquisitions over the years from the city of Atlanta to acquire all that property back. Wow. Now we have, you know, a lot of, you know, underutilized property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we knew that it was going to take a great deal of money to actually redevelop this area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, as far as infrastructure, and we also knew that 
you know, there were several, there were many parcels that still needed to be acquired because it, you know, some people did not sell their property to the mm. airport. They just moved away. So we needed a great deal of money to invest into this property. So mm. what I did is I set up a tax allocation district in College Park, which mm -hmm. is an economic development um, tool mm -hmm. to come up with the money for the tens of millions of dollars of infrastructure work that needed mm. to happen on that property. So fast forwarding to 2016, 2017, mm -hmm. we kicked mm -hmm. the tax allocation district off. We did a lot of master planning in the area. We were mm -hmm. courting uh, a number of end users, developers, mm -hmm. trying to see who would be the best match mm -hmm. for taking on this project and after we've uh, identified who those you know end users were you know we're off to the races mm -hmm. it's, it's been public uh, you've seen it in the Atlanta Business Chronicle as well as um, other types of uh, media out there mm -hmm. uh, College Park's Airport City mm -hmm. which when we initially looked at this project we only looked at about um, half a, a half a billion to 1.5 mm -hmm. billion dollars of development mm -hmm. about 3.5 uh, million dollars i'm sorry 3.5 million square feet mm -hmm. of development of mixed use which would include um hotels mm. um class a office nice um entertainment mm. um a number of of you know different types of um retail mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. restaurants a lot of cool stuff yeah man um now you know since we've been working on this project we're seeing that we're going to more than likely, this at build out, this project may have up to 10 million square feet of development, over 3.5 billion dollars of development here, man, in the on the south side. Wait, fans Park. that already over yeah. here, man. I'm telling you, yeah. Now I'm talking about Class A offices. Now mm -hmm. you don't really see Class A offices in the South Metro area, You're right? You're absolutely right. That would attract those white collar jobs. Yep. Yep. Um, you really don't see a great deal of medical nope. down this area, that's but that's true. that's what we're looking at for this particular development also. So with three point five, you know, billion dollars in mm -hmm. investment with over 10 million square feet of development, Ooh. this is only the tip of the iceberg. There's a, there's lots of property all around the airport that yep. is undeveloped. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that College Park is just happy that we could you know do our part. And starting off the development here on the south side, which will pay off for many generations to come. My goodness, Artie. Uh, I tell you, man, when you mention uh, the history and the vision is probably one of the most impressive things uh, I've heard in a long time. And your vision uh, is bar none, my friend. I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, having the fortitude uh, because, you know, it's always easy when people see the back end of the results. Right. Uh, but at the front end and all the work and the sweat equity, uh, I know and I've seen you in action. Uh, just I'm just we're so grateful to have you here and all the great uh, council and mayors uh, and Mayor Longino at the city of College Park that we now have an opportunity, like you mentioned, to now elevate this project of airport area property and to now allow Hartsfield Jackson to strategically become a destination. And we cannot lift up Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport enough. And so we just want to thank them and uh, and also you, Artie. Uh, with, with, I would love for some of our listeners to know how to get information about the project, uh, even the city uh, information. Is there any way, social media, websites, anything that you'd like to uh, make sure our listeners hear about, how they can you know reach out to the city or get more information about the project? Okay. 
Well, social media is, you know, we have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page also, but nice. how to get the, you know, more information, more substantial information and how to do business with the city and also about the various economic development projects. Mm-hmm. I would say that they would, uh, on the second Thursday of each month, we mm-hmm. have our business and industrial development authority meeting that's held over at the Georgia International Convention Center. That's BIDA, y'all. Yes, BIDA. Um, that's the place that you need to go to mm-hmm. figure out, to, to kind of find out what's going on as far as the bigger projects right. in the city. And also, you know, one plug before, because I know we're about to wrap up. And everything. <laughs> no, listen, AJ, all the time, my friend. Um, I want to, you know, I just happen to be the person in the seat right now to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, to, to drive this car and to push this project forward right. or to quarterback this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, city employees that came before me, a lot of them that are there now, mm-hmm. kind of they're doing a lot of that legwork. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I don't want to take all of the, you know, the um, the the accolades of, of you know, the, the, the positiveness that's going on right now. I want to make sure that. Recognize that they are, you know, there's a big team. Right. The Aerotropolis right. is a part of that team. The Absolutely. CIDs is a part of that Absolutely. team. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that even East Point, even though they are a different jurisdiction, mm. Hapeville, we are all on the same team. We're trying to bring the best back here on the South Side. And I feel, like I said, really proud to be a part of this community, especially mm. during this time. Man, Artie, you just gave me chill bumps, man. Uh, that's, I mean, that's spoken like a true leader. Uh, I can't emphasize enough the strength of partnership and collaboration. And now this ecosystem that we've created under, you know, guys like yourself, your leadership and Mayor Longino and, and uh, Mayor Holiday Ingram uh, of East Point and Maceo and, and also Mayor Holloman and David Bird over and Tim Young over at Hapeville. I mean, I can go on and on about all of our cities between Union City, uh, uh, City of South Fulton, Palmetto, Chattahoochee Hills. I can go on and on about our cities, Fabron, but, you know, to hear now vocally uh, and the embracing of the ecosystem that is now here, I think that our future is so bright. And uh, again, I just can't thank you enough, my friend. And, uh, and to all of the partners, the CIDs, the Alliance, uh, the people behind the scene, our city planners, uh, all of the people who are doing all the, the work uh, to bring th- this project and many projects to fruition. Uh, I'm glad that you recognize that uh, they play a critical role in this process. And uh, we're fortunate to be on the team, my friend. So we want to thank you all. Artie, I want to thank you for joining us uh, today on this great Arrow ATL podcast. Uh, my friend, uh, the visionary, AJ Artie Jones in the house from the city of College Park with so much great information. And I hope that our listeners were able to take it all in, rewind it, play it again. Uh, and trust me, you'll, you will not be, uh, unsatisfied because we have the great AJ in the house. Uh, again, follow us on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, all great information out there. Thank you all for joining us. Choose Aerotropolis Atlanta where we will help you land here and take off. Thank you.